The following content depicts adults using adult language and discussing adult topics, including violence, drugs, and sex. Viewer discretion is advised. I want to say hello, Craig. Hello, Craig. I despise you, Craig. Oh, hi, Craig. Craig is a creepy robot that records. Oh, hi, Craig. Craig is our recording bot. Mm -hmm. Hi, Craig. Okay, so... As you all remember, the last Aaron's time being. our band of heroes met up, was we insanity. were uh, trying, we had just finished up uh, an evening's rest at the Wizard Gollum factory, or at least the private chambers of that factory, with Keith and Horth Nason. You all had uh, decided to head out on your way, continuing north to Brunswick. But before you could do that, you were all sucked through a magic portal to the domain of Bactos the demon lord of the abyss. I need a reminder of what Bactos sounded like. I uh, think this recap Bactos. should be said in his voice. I support this. Um, Pressure! <laughs> some candy! <laughs> so you're all sucked into Bactos's realm, <laughs> where you spent a wonderful time having a beautiful cooking competition. <laughs> Several dangers ensued, but you did find yourselves able to appease the beast and were sent on your merry way with your reward, the Immortal Hen. As you come back through the portal into the Wizard Gollum factory, you found in a brief conversation with Keith that you had been gone for an entire week. Guys. I want this to be a thing every week that Dylan has to do the recap and the most ridiculous voice of the last character that we played. Oh. And great. that brings us to where we currently are. So you all step out of this doorway and sort of fumble into the main meeting room of the Gollum factory. Keith is sitting at the desk, uh, the, the main table there, and he's just sort of a gape at your entrance there. What do you do? Well, I do not see where I am. Did you? I, did you see I what happened? The, I'm in the world map. Yes, yeah, you yeah. are all on the world map. Uh, okay. So he, he says to you, he says, uh, I, I mean, no, you went through the door. I, I saw there was something strange about it, but before I could stop it, you were all gone. I mean, I tried to follow you through, but I just I came through the door normally. I have, I have no idea what happened. Do you know Bactos? Oh, uh, no? Uh, He's a demon. <laughs> you made us cook for him. Uh, I had to deal with talking to that demon, and he made you cook for him? Yeah, yes, he was actually like a demon lord, kind of important. No. Uh, it was really weird, mate. We didn't cook for him, so we cooked, and we killed stuff. It was fun. Have you ever seen Iron Chef? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I you ever see an iron golem who works as a chef at a restaurant <gasps> over in Calto, uh, but... That's where they came up with this idea. Mm. Are you trying to blame me for a demon's crazed game? No, 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 for iron chef. Oh, oh was actually quite... Oh, oh, all I'm saying. Fine <laughs> in my book, I'm sure it was an accident. So... We do get pulled into a strange uh, situations pretty often, mate. 
it it is pretty strange. Um, I mean, you guys have been gone for a week. Um, a week. Yeah. Uh, Has anybody? No, 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 no. We've been gone for like five hours max. Yeah. Talk. We were gone for a week, seven days. I had to bring your cart in from out front because I didn't want people to stare at this random cart. Um, we're not really equipped to feed horses, so I, we gave your horses to a trader who came through a couple of days ago. Whoa, 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 whoa. So are you giving us golem horses? I mean, you're lying. <laughs> I Which... feel like the only th if you gave away my horses, I need golem horses. But the, the horses are gone. You're absolutely right. I mean, I really didn't expect to see you guys again, so that's on me for getting rid of your horses. Guys, we're getting golem so, horses. Yeah, you're welcome to a few of uh, two of our horses to to carry your cart. How many horses do we have to begin with? Two. Okay. <laughs> I was getting attached to them. Uh, yeah. What were their names for you? I'm serious, two right? orphans carrying um, all of us and a giant freaking metal snake. I mean, horses are pretty strong, David. Um, and I'll but ask you, uh, carrying six people and a giant metal snake. Holy yeah. crap! Hey, we weren't always all on a magical metal snake. Um, was anyone asking about us during this week? Uh, no. Any? People Anybody come sniffing for around for us? No, I mean, I, I, no one really, I, no, no one really came looking for you at all. They said business as usual. Uh, Casanova, I do have to apologize. I haven't started on your project because I assumed you were dead. <laughs> uh, I haven't really done any work on that yet. Casanova just glares at you and, and says in your head, I won't Irene. Please. You'll get it. It's just, it's a lot of work to create that kind of item, and I didn't really want to put the work in if I wasn't going to get paid. It's really hard to get paid by dead people. <laughs> Trust me, I have tried. She nods. Uh, that being said, yeah, we'll hitch up your the new horses on your thing if you guys want to get going. Um, I did get a chance to look into that compartment already, so I can... Get that delivered out to you as soon as I've got some work done on it. Spiffy. And he already uh, connected my stone to him, right? Yes. Okay. I enjoy oh. that he has tried to get money out of dead people. <laughs> I don't know that I want to know why. Oh, oh. <gasps> Does he have a golem mafia? You have no idea. I mean, I wouldn't put it past Do you me. have a golden mafia? Oh, sorry. I will roll something. Roll insight. <laughs> Call him mafia. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's a 19. Plush. Four. 23. Um, I swear, if you say no, he doesn't have a mafia. I'm going to throw this you, bread at you. You think that he's being honest when he tells you that he has no golem mafia? The golf, yeah. She so, eyes and goes disappointing. Disappointed. Uh, the Hercules oh. reference. <laughs> so I think we gotta gather our thoughts here. Um, because we've been gone for a week. 
gotta figure out what we're gonna do. I mean, we had a lot of stuff on our checklist. What does everyone? Does everyone think we need a tackle? I first? think we just continue on as we planned. Just guys, looking for the benefactor. Completely, what the heck we were doing? Well, I do have that checklist in front of me. Ooh, go go. I have it marked as to-do list. Is this Aaron Aaron or is this Aaron Dwarf Aaron? <laughs> I feel like it should be both. So They are as one. We delivered the <laughs> brundleware. We went to the Gollum factory to figure out the snake. Um, we have the benefactor that we wanted to ask around about. Yeah. Um, And there's, for some reason, I wrote, tell Froman about the orcs and the benefactor. Ask if there are any more missions in the north, which I think we, we already did. I think we got a... Yeah, we should keep in touch with the Wayfinders Guild. You know, maybe a lot could have happened in a week. Who knows what the benefactor's been up to. Uh, and also, Varric, almost we'd help you with some business up north if you want to continue to pursue that. Well, is that business still valid? Because they di disappeared over a week ago. That's true. It's been longer than that. We've been gone. We haven't seen them for well. We haven't seen them before we found the orcs. It's been a very long time. Um, the trail true. might be uh, very long gone. It's only been like two weeks, right? Mm, no, since before we saw the orcs, how long has that been, babe? Um, let's see. The orcs, it's probably been close to two weeks. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Yeah. You ran into them somewhere around the intersection. Yeah, it's probably been about a week since from, from the Orc hideout to the Wizard Golem Factory. And then it's been another week since your disappearance. So it's been about two weeks or so since you saw the um, the, the the Goblin Whip Shifters. So I would like to add something to this list of to-do. Ooh. Um, okay. I think most of you have seen me uh, do something pretty strange back in uh, the play of Bactos. Um, oh, you mean collect teeth? Well, no, not that. Um, no, he means breathe like a lizard. Yeah, breathing fire. You can breathe like a lizard. Oh, uh, br I, I breathed fire. And my fears have been confirmed. I, um, I think I'm under a curse. What type of curse? Well, um, well, my tribe, you know, the formation of it, they make a long story short, we, we killed a red dragon. That's how our tribe was formed, uh, under the banner of Tempis. And, um, I had a dream. I had a dream of, um, in this wizard's tower before we went missing for a week, um, this dream, I saw the dragon 
casting a curse with his dying breath, and I think I might be the vessel of this curse. So interesting. So, do you know how to get rid of it, or how to? Um, uh, the best thing all can think of is we can find them, run into them. I would have asked my tribe about it. But I think I know why I was chosen for pilgrimage. Um, I can look at this at, uh, as two things. One, uh, I can look at it as the dragon never being truly defeated. Or, two, I can look at it as me being the vessel for this dragon's final defeat. And that's the way I'm going to look at it. So, I don't know how curse. What's that? I know you're you're wise in, in the ways of magic. Have you seen anything like this? Oh, this is certainly isn't from Tempest. I, 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 but I think my tribe shaman would know, and I understand. And uh, I'm already pledged to help you guys uh, for things first. So it's not it's not on. You know, we don't have to do this right away, but. I feel like this thing can progress. So, um, knowledge and see if she knows anything about these type of things. Oh, where is your um your tribe at? Well, we wander. We're a wandering tribe. Okay. Ah. Uh, I think we're a little. They're a little north of here. So, what I will actually go ahead and do um, is I'm going to reveal something on the map here for Ooh. you. Ooh, Telling maybe. us which way we should go. Um, Great, this one's telling me where to go. Don't worry, your other one might too. <laughs> maybe I'll do it if I can click on the thing. You turned your camera off again. I know we won't be able to do this alone, so I trust every one of you to help me in this. Because, uh, quite frankly, of I think all of you are really good warriors. So, Casanova. There's any, there's any bunch of idiots I'd choose for this. Would be you, Lord. How touching. <laughs> I know, Raw. I'm so good with words. Yeah. yeah that that's how I describe it. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Who are you? Uh. I am Dylan. <laughs> That's my Dylan is. Okay. I'm just going to draw it again. All the roads vanished Ooh, on that day. <laughs> oh, that would be so sad. Okay, that'll be fun. Okay. Um, Guys, Dylan so just Cole, said a potty word. You know that this area here. Where? Oh. On the map. I don't know if you can see up into the darkness. Um, no. Okay. I see a black circle going into the black void. See a parabola. Yes. <laughs> Let's see here. So you see that there, that little uh, circle there, um, is roughly the, the stomping grounds of your tribe call. You know, oh. they sort of keep to that region. 
um, in a sort of migration pattern following the beasts uh, uh, of the year to make sure that they can stock up. Uh, usually around this time of year, you would find an encampment probably somewhere uh, in this region here. All right. Well, I have a good idea where to find them. Oh, and again, I know we have business elsewhere. So, well, I'll let you. Way do we any way we could contact Roman with the Stone of Far speech? I think that would be a great idea. All right, um, Casanova, you want to contact Roman? Yes. Uh, Roman's the guy at the beginning. I'm sure at the very least he'd want an update, but we He's have much to tell him. Hey guys, guys, you see Casanova take out this stone. She's going to rub it lightly like it's a, a lamp. She rubs it. <clears throat> Hello? Can you hear me? Uh, so who is it your intent? As of now, you have two connections in your stone. I'm so who going is it your intent to contact? The dude that they just said. So you reach out to your contact back at the Wayfinder Society Guild. I press the one speed dial and wait. Okay, uh, so you know that that connects to sort of a switchboard interface back at the, at the guild, uh, and you hear uh, the, a voice come over the back over the stone. Uh, hello? Yes, who is this? Hello, this is Casanova with Listen carefully, because our menu options with, have changed. With and For the guildmaster, press one. For the chancellor, press two. Oh my gosh, how did? <laughs> uh, yes. For the tax collector, Defiant. hang up. Of course. Uh, <laughs> let me see if it's For Spanish, <laughs> press le quatro. <laughs> uh, the line oh doesn't What's that, Dylan? over at Varric and is like, can you shut up, please? <laughs> uh, the voice comes back shortly after that and says, um, Froman's actually in a meeting right now, but I can have him reach back out to you once he's available. Yes, please. Let him know it's it's, it's urgent. Of course. I'll let him know. Go information on the raids. Then she Do we, though? And Do we, though? Something silly yeah. into the compartment. And sends it to the Froman. What is what do you put in this? A tooth. Okay. So you Wait. open up this. Yep, I lifted one off of you, Call. So you open up this compartment oh. that is uh, <laughs> carved with all Which the one? arcane sigils that you're aware now um, allows it to sort of teleport uh, to and from a certain uh, location. And so you put this tooth in there and you close it and you hear that sound of it disappearing. You open it back up and the tooth's gone. Casanova just claps her hands. Like a giddy girl. Casanova, why did you send... Why did you send the tooth? Well, frankly, it's just I'm testing something. It's what Call would have wanted. Oh, it's not what I would have wanted. <laughs> that thing is heavily damaged as is. Listen, 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 listen. I took the one that you offered to me a long time ago. Oh, the bugbear tooth? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I figured it was you still technically mine, you know. Okay. Point <laughs> in. Is my is my stone vibrating yet? What the poop? Dylan, we're just trying to get you to tell us what to do right now. 
<laughs> we I honestly think we should probably go find Call's tribe because it could take us a couple days and I don't know how fast this thing moves. I think we should just continue north either way. Not necessarily to his tribe, but no just to head further what? north. What else is there north other than his, his tribe? Well, you have to go uh, south. Didn't didn't Varric's um, siblings or whatever you want to call them also head north? Yeah. yeah. Did, Did they head however, northeast or northwest? They headed northwest from south of the Orc Hideout. So, so for all we know, they could still be south. You would know that they had said they had last heard wind of Master Elbin being in a town called Brunswind to the north. Um, go ahead and anyone who wants to make a history check for me. Oh, I think I'm good at history. Hold on. 18? Plus four. Yeah, man. Hold on. I'm doing it. Check. Well, Corey. Uh, 14. 13. Oh, Nordmir with that natural 20. Nat 20. <laughs> Look at the big brains on Nordmir. <laughs> Ooh, bitty man. Big brain. Jeff. Okay, so uh, Nordmir and Casanova uh, and Corey uh, call. You would all know that Brunswin is uh, this town here to the north. Uh, it is uh, a pretty bustling town close to the uh, northern coast of Kelishane. Um, not quite a coastal town, but close enough that it's within a day's travel to get to the coast for any kind of shipping needs. Um, Do we know how far that is roughly from where Call's tribe is? Call would. I would know. But uh, okay. I also want to add... 11 feet away. Uh, Erdan, <laughs> you've been pretty quiet. I mean, you have any business you need to taken care of or any input? Is that directed to? Uh, yeah. You, Erdan. Okay. Uh, to be honest, I'm not entirely sure why I am here. Uh, as I said, I was at my home, deep in a meditation, when I suddenly awoke and I was, well, here. And he gestures around. Uh, I was actually hoping that you all knew what you were doing, but I can see that maybe... <laughs> I have a better idea now. Plans are not our forte. <laughs> Wow. Went, all right, so let's decide while we wait for Bowman. Do we want to head north? I think yes. that the best proposed idea is to head north. Last we oh. knew, Varric's father was heading that way. You say that your tribe is that way. Let's just go. Do you guys want to stick along the mountain range or on the road? I think That's the road the would be best. I think with especially not knowing how to use these new horses very well, that it would be best if we just stick to the road. Correct. 
if we're going to look for my tribe, I'll have to go off the trail. A little well, bit that's eventually. Fine, but after we get experience using the golem horses, or it, it shouldn't take more than a day or two. Is that something that like we have to roll to learn, or are you just letting us learn it? No, I mean, um, it's actually, so as you sort of prepare yourselves for this journey and are starting to, uh, Keith has gotten the horses hitched up to your cart and wheeled it out front for you. And as you're sort of getting ready and sort of situating yourselves, Nordmir takes up his new position as the driver. And he's sort of trying to give them on like he would normal horses. And you actually find, Nordmir, that they're more responsive than you may be used to. You're used to, with real horses, having to sort of coax them into doing certain things, uh, you know, encourage them uh, to get moving when they are um, when they're sort of sitting around for a while. But you find here that the minute you tell them Where's to go... Okay. I think she's going... Um, okay. You um, find that if you tell them to go, they, they get up and go. They seem very uh, obedient. So... As I notice this, I will ask Keith. They're very responsive. Um, are they fearless, or do they still respond to fear? Uh, they are flesh golems through and through. They uh, lack the ability to be frightened, uh, so they will follow any command given to them by their master. Uh, I have obviously in, uh, passed that enchantment over to you as a group, so they should obey any one of your commands with ease. Much appreciated. They're very nice. Yeah. Well, I, I go up to enjoy them. Uh, please, if you need anything else, uh, we are always open for business. Um, I go up to Keith and I say, Mike, in Amanda's house, give us a lot of good gifts, including these nice gauntlets, or uh, walk. Or, you made a friend with me. Or, Tempest thanks you. You've got a friend in call. He smiles curly at you and he nods. This, uh, that's very nice to hear. Keith <laughs> reminds me of like a southern lady like that's just like, how nice. <laughs> so you are all hitched up and ready to go whenever you all want to get back on the road headed north we are i believe we are heading north um i do you yep. need to know is everybody in the cart ready to go or... uh yeah uh, if you guys want to change your positioning otherwise i'll just sort of assume your normal positions Verica, i'm gonna uh, sleep in the car uh, i got i got messed up by that uh explosion that fire breath explosions i'm just gonna try to get some rest oh yeah i forgot i don't know that we are yes so wherever you guys are currently at from when you left Bactosis, you are still there any damage any spells used all of that you have not had a long rest okay i What's might join you in the back in? then oh is this in the middle of the day or it's night uh, it's the still the morning it's while very, well, Keith has told you it's been a week. Everything about what you're seeing, sort of the time of day, and that it's it seems as if you walked through one side and then walked out the other in an instant. Okay. If it weren't for Keith telling you that it's been a week, you you wouldn't have any idea. Mm. All right. Well, let's go, guys. 
Just rest in the back. I know you're a bit beat up, Cole. Yeah. Yeah. So Cabal is sleeping right now. I am. Aaron and Me Cole. Me too. Okay. I'll need to rest after them because I am very low on spell slots. If you want to take a rest, take one. I have Varric looking out for me, and we have our new friend here. Watches you. Keep an eye out on the other side. Casanova just looks at you guys and rubs her eyes and goes, "Do you guys? I'm just. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take a nap. I'm gonna take a nap right here." And she just lays down. I'll take night watch. <laughs> We're not night watching it. <laughs> I know, but like, I'll sleep All now right, and so take the night we'll watch later. I'll get the horses going and we'll start going through to Grunswick. Okay. So, you know, um, especially with your knowledge check, that it's about a four or five day ride to Brunswick. Um, so you all start headed north along the road. Um, it's a pretty uneventful trip, you know, as you come north, you pass between these rolling hills uh, along the path. This is probably the quietest three days that you've had in, in quite a while now. I know you're not rolling any dice. Um, around the third day, as you come to this turn here and head into this forest, um, you actually see someone up ahead. Uh, traveling along the road. Uh, they seem to be traveling the same direction as you, although they're on foot, so they seem to be a little bit slower and you are uh, gaining on them. Uh, as they approach, Mom, what do they see? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> the picture well, that I saw. Why don't I go ahead then and I will share the picture as well. I'm going to go ahead and share the image of uh, mom's character. This is what you all see traveling along the road. What about uh, us? If you check under, I don't know if it's popped up for you. Oh, it popped up the journal. Uh, you should see oh. their mysterious woman. Mysterious woman. Cool. Uh, hot, hot ass uh, warrior nun. That's what you're looking at. Oh, she just, <laughs> she just explained what we were looking at. A hot ass war warrior nun. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, so hey, I have a quick question, Dill. Dill, I have a quick question. Yes. Yeah. The um the damage that I took because uh, I'm not sure what what kind of effect or ability it was. Um, when my maximum hit points were reduced, does that does that resolve itself over the the three days? Um. Actually, let me confirm that. I have to look at that effect again. Um, I want to say it will, but okay. I should confirm that because I remember this was an interesting character. That was from the, the Butter Golem, right? Yes. Okay. Rob, I don't even remember him hurting you. Oh, oh yeah, I do. Yeah, he got slew. I remember that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I almost killed your character. <laughs> it's all right. What's family for? <laughs> Why is my... It's so weird. Why are my... Uh, so yes, that is something that would be removed with a long rest. So, oh, okay. Uh, Very cool. Alrighty, I will... Do that then. So, um... 
Hot ass warrior, none. Josie, you have been traveling along this road for a number of days. The last stop you had was back in Kelto, a little further west. Um, you came from a monastery, actually, uh, to the southwest near Kelson. Um, but you are now uh, just about to where you needed to be. Um, and you hear behind you this sort of clip-clop of horses and the clatter of wheels on the road. Uh, and you turn to see uh, an interesting group of, uh, of people traveling along uh, with a uh, along with a cart and a couple of horses. The ragtag crew, if you will. Hello. I'm just. You have to talk back. <laughs> oh, I really want to turn the like camera on, you guys. You Aaron doesn't do a ver- voice. Aaron's voice. Yeah, the voice you've been hearing is Aaron's That's voice. That's literally Aaron playing Aaron. Like Aaron. Let me explain to you. Aaron is the name of our friend. That's also the name of her character. Who also decided to name her character Aaron <laughs> to keep things simple. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no need for voices if you don't have a voice for it. You're all good. You don't have to speak if you don't have to speak in the first person if you don't want to. Yeah, you can you just say my character says like, whatever. Josie says mm-hmm. this. You're welcome to do that. However you feel comfortable. Yeah. Is Josie my name? Josie Here's likes pussy cats. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Josie, yeah, that's what you got for me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I really want her to turn around with like eyes just going to a little cross eye in the direction. Okay. I like pussy cats. Oh my god. First words. Oh my god. So, so you will see uh, a dark haired woman just kind of look old, down at you. Hello, you down there. Where are you going? I'm on a quest to Camelot. What type of quest? Yeah. <laughs> what? No oh, what, what sort of quest? What kind of quest? <laughs> so you know that you have been sent to this little, this small forest area just to the south of Brunswick because there have been a series of attacks going on. Um, reports of goblins carrying uh, carts and caravans headed both north and south along the trail. Um, your order has sent you up here to uh, deal with the goblins, whether that be by extermination or finding out why they're doing it. You know that this is a fairly new occurrence um, within the last couple of weeks here that they've begun these attacks. Um, so they're not sure why the goblins are becoming so aggressive in this area. They've been known to be in the area, but never quite so aggressive. She's not doing anything. You can just say that you explained that. Yeah, so but it's up to you. You know all this information. It's how much you want to share. How much you want to share. You can share all of that or just explain part of it. Do people normally do that? Yeah. Share all? It depends on your character. I mean, people don't. I know that a few of them have some secrets that they're not sharing with the party. Don't look at me. Has lots of secrets. I have a couple of secrets that I'm not sharing with the party. Not even his wife. Salty. All of my secrets are out there. Aaron is I an open everyone. book. I keep all my secrets to my chest. I'm an open book. You think Josie would do? Would she share all that? We know, Paul. <laughs> Nordmere's sneaky, though. But you just said everything and they heard it all. Okay, but. Yeah. Oh, there's this thing. There's this thing in the game. 
where like we 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 separate what our players like what our characters know versus what we as players know. So they're it's part of the role knowledge. playing. Gotcha. So okay. It's just like it's just like in a play. So right now, Cassie yeah, is just staring at you blankly, waiting for a response. Like she's hungover. Yep. Like she's hungover. <laughs> <laughs> That's rude. Way to call me out. <laughs> um. No judgment. They can hear you whispering. They can hear you. It's okay. <laughs> uh, no, I actually, I actually can't hear her whispering. Oh, in the Um So you you're sort of you're here on a quest. You're here to exterminate or discuss with goblins why they're attacking. So I'm on a quest to find out why these attacks are happening. Uh, attacks? What what kind of attacks? I haven't heard anything of the salt. Is it is it magical? Is it? Do you need assistance? Well. Do you know anything about goblins? Oh, tons! Well, not tons, but a fair amount, I think. Let me roll knowledge. <laughs> let, me, let me see if I know tons. <laughs> <laughs> what would I roll? Um, what would you roll? Uh, roll a history check. I don't know that much. I know about 11 out of 20 amounts of knowledge on <laughs> goblins. But... If I had I to rate how much I knew small. about goblins, it's like I'd say 50, I know about 50. 11 out of 20. <laughs> 20 being an <laughs> arbitrary large number. That's exactly that it, Rob. <laughs> they are uh, usually fairly chaotic creatures. Uh, they've been known to attack small groups um, of merchants and that kind of thing. Usually they're kind of a hit and run kind of thing where they will quickly attack usually at night, try and take what they can and then take it back to their settlement. So all I really know is when Varric the hears... spooky, the fast, and honestly, Nordmir, Nordmir, you might know more. They're, they're small like you and they're sneaky like you and they're fast like you. Do you know anything about goblins? No, they are ugly. you a goblin? Unlike me. They're ugly unlike me. <laughs> When Varric hears mention of goblins, his ears but perk no, up. They are fairly Tell us mobile. Of oh. I can't hear David. Oh. David. Which is a shocker because normally he's super loud. <laughs> uh, so, um, jo Josie, you, uh, you see this sort of motley group, and I'll go ahead and take the time to describe what you see. You see. This caravan you see up front is a halfling, which is a very small creature, uh, very a humanoid in shape, but usually about three to four feet tall That's on average. Um, Quick question. Driving. Sorry. Yes. Does anybody else hear music in the background? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Just want to make sure. Are you having a stroke, Mom? Okay. <laughs> You're not having a stroke. It's really there. I <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering if that full bottle of wine was hitting. Um, Are you oh, okay yeah. with your wine? Oh, my Lord. So, um, you you see a small halfling driving, uh, sort of egging on the horses. Next to him, you see this sort of uh, halfling. Wait, halfling, half human? No, is a, a halfling? Is a hobbit? Think hobbit. Oh, a okay. hobbit. Thank you. But okay. it, the mm -hmm. you know copyright and all that. So it's a halfling. <laughs> Which hobbit? Think of a hobbit with a bad, nasty disposition. Yes. Yeah, so you're seeing uh, a halfling, a redhead, um, sort of. A kind of a, kind of a bit grumpy, kind of uh, shifty looking ish. 
Next to him, you see a woman who's been talking to you. Uh, she looks mostly humanoid, but you see the slight pointed ear, so that perhaps you think she might be a half elf. Maybe it's hard to hard to pin it with this sort of dark hair that sort of goes ombre down to white gray at the tips. On top of the carp is the person who just addressed you, who appears to be again human, but with more bestial features. Seems to be kind of hairy. When he smiles at you, you see his teeth are maybe pointed, but it's hard to tell. Um, foam on at the mouth, either side of the arm, you nowhere. see uh, a sort of green-skinned <laughs> man who you would know to be a half-orc. A half-orc? Half-orc. Uh, so you know that he would be probably half-orc, half-human. And on the other side, you see another small creature uh, that's a little more bulky, a dwarf woman With in this armor. Um, with uh, the beginnings of a, of a beard on her face. And who's, then... Who's, who's the half-orc? You know the half-orc is? That would be mine. Corey. Um, <laughs> the one who sounds <laughs> obviously like a half-orc mom. <laughs> <laughs> the one speaking in the half-orc That was a pretty good call. And then you see, sort of off to the side, kind of close to the woman sitting up front, but keeping his distance, Another elven-looking man, very pale-skinned, with sort of uh, a kind of undercut hairdo that sort of swooshes long on the top. Is that Rob? That yes. Robert. Why did I not know? So <laughs> that's who you see before you. Um, the most recent comment to you has been from the man up top, who has asked you, uh, "What are what do you know about these goblins?" Oh, what do I know of the goblins? Wait a minute! I asked them what I what they know. Yes. You asked us what we knew about goblins in general. He's asking specifically about, you know these, about these goblins. These oh. Well, all I know is that they are attacking. This is who just asked you, by the way, just for a visual. Oh, he's pretty. <laughs> um, they're attacking small caravans with, with merchants. Oh. Merchant caravan. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> no, I just don't think I'm going to be like that. Um, so strange merchants, but do any of these uh, goblins, have any of them been seen shifting into wolves? Not that I know of. Not that I've heard. Okay. I've had a couple run ins with goblins too. Um while back. Maybe we can collaborate, you know. Or kind of share notes. Uh, help, you know, help you. Maybe you could help us. That sort of thing. How do we know that she is to be trusted so easily? Does she have any religious iconography? Right, do Did you hear what Robert said? Yes. Uh, so, do you th would uh, Josie be wearing any kind of religious iconography on her? Uh, a holy symbol of some kind? Are you wearing a cross necklace at all? Wearing a cross? Am I? Are you? Are you? This is your character. He made oh. it to where yeah, Josie. Is... So Josie. So as Crap, am I going to have to remember all this too? <laughs> no. No. We'll remind you. They're both laughing so, at again. you. It's totally fine. You're doing great. You're doing. You're doing fantastic. <laughs> He's taking notes. Doesn't hurt. A lot of people do. Um, 
So as a reminder, so you know that Josie is uh, a follower of the quote-unquote one true God, uh, whose holy symbol is the cross. Um, so you you can be wearing a cross, or maybe it's emblazoned on your shield. You have a long sword uh, and, and several javelin. javelins that you have slung across your back as a throwing spear. Um, oh, I've got thing. javelins too. On my on my on my uh, long sword. Okay. The handle is decorative in such a way that you have to be proud. So, Erden, go ahead and make a religion check. Sure. Give me one second. Religion. And he's going to add his. So you have skills. Remember, I was so telling you, you here. Thing. Um, you have different skills. He's going to apply the bonus that he has to religion. This is his so knowledge you, of different religions and that kind of thing. If you were rolling, you would have a plus four to like whatever you got. So that's a that's a fourteen. Okay. So with a fourteen, you know, uh, you you notice her sword is clearly a long sword, but it seems definitely more ornate than necessary for the sword. And as you sort of focus in on that, you see that it appears to be a holy symbol of some sort. Um, with a 14, you're not terribly familiar with some of the religions of this realm, but you have heard wind of a very small religion that started to pop up um, all across the realms uh, that is very unusual in that they <laughs> renounce all of the polytheistic views that are prevalent in the in the, in the areas um in mm. belief that there is but one true god and that any of the other gods may be but angels or demigods below this one true god mm, and, you know, his holy symbol is that of uh crossed bars do i do i know of the god's name he is simply known as the one true god the one true God. Okay. Also, uh, so also we... referred to as God with a capital G. God with a capital wow. G. <laughs> okay. I, I wonder where you got this. So, uh, Mom, what you see is this slightly um, pale, almost like bordering the, I mean, p very incredibly pale, almost alabaster-like skinned. Um, uh, elf-looking creature with pointy ears and, like, stark white hair um, with uh, an undercut and very long on top. Um, <clears throat> he looks over to you and says, uh, I, I see that you are a follower of the one true god. Uh, you must be a holy warrior, a, a paladin of, of some kind, am I right? Yes, you are. This is who you see talking to him. He's, I have on that. This is uh, fortuitous, and um, I can't speak for the whole of the group, but uh, well, we were just conversing about how we didn't really have a particular direction in which to travel or an objective. Uh, so I think that this might be fate. Perhaps your god has brought you to us, and uh, we are to help you then. Or perhaps she has a trap lying in wait for us. I can tell you that while I don't know this person, I do know the followers of this particular deity. For the most part, while they might be 
the pious is how I would perhaps characterize them, but generally speaking, trustworthy. Looks to uh, like goblins, that's good enough for me. <clears throat> so, Casanova will just glance and, and after listening to what Kelson, right? Kel, Rob, what is your character's name? Aridin. Aridin. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Where did you get the K from? I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. After hearing what Aridin says, she's just going to acknowledge and look to everybody and just say, I don't see any harm in helping her. You know, we're, we're going this way anyway. So, and she's going to just <laughs> gesture for Josie. Would you like a ride? Is there room? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the cart seems big enough. Uh, it appears that there's an entrance from the back into the inside of the cart, and you notice that several of them are walking, so it's it's likely that there's room inside of the cart for you to sit if you'd like to rest your legs. I would love the rest. However, I don't want to burden your group. It's no burden at all, actually. And oh. actually, Airden, Airden will actually stand up from where he was on the cart and and uh, and hop off and say, "Actually, I was hoping for an excuse to stretch my legs anyway. So please take my spot." Such a gentleman. Oh, so Josie, <laughs> Josie joins your party. Uh, she sits down in the cart, uh, and you continue along your way, entering into this forest. Um, you... Might I ask? What is your journey? So, well, are you talking to all of us in general or anyone specifically? Mm -hmm. All of you. Okay. Well, We're looking it, for the benefactor. It's kind of, it started as one thing and we just keep finding more. <laughs> it started as, you know, just a quick journey and then I found this really cool snake, so I wanted to go take care of that. And then Beric had some stuff with golems, or not golems, goblins. And then now it's just our journey now is to find somebody called the Benefactor. Have you heard of him? Have I heard of him? Um, roll a history check. Ooh, Ooh. this is our first roll. Okay, which one their first roll. The, the, the one with the most sites for this guy. The 20? Yes. And then you're, tell me the number of yes, figures. The D20 okay. is and the then most you're gonna, dice to use. You said history, baby? History. Then you're going to add this to your whatever number you roll. Ooh, with the sound of a real die. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Natural one. <laughs> no. So with an 11, the name does not sound familiar to you. You understand the meaning of it? Like a benefactor usually means someone who would be supplying uh, aid in some way to someone, but you're not familiar with this, like an individual who goes by that name. Well, unfortunately, I'm not familiar with anyone by that name. Oh, it's all wrong. Of more help. Uh, don't worry about it. In the meantime, we can cave in some goblin heads. <laughs> 
If you can't tell, Call is very much into beating the shit out of everything. <laughs> and taking their teeth. Sometimes words don't suffice. Perhaps they can be reasoned with, Cole. Maybe there's a, another solution. But rather than bashing their heads in, maybe we can find something that... Maybe there's a another path to... Like resolving a good the situation. Mind thrust. A good old fashioned mind thrust always oh, says the truth. Yes. All or right, something so, else. <laughs> so All I right. assume that so we continue I moving. Shall, yeah, I'll continue moving the cart. Um, Josie, is there any other things that we should know about from the of these goblins? Huh? You do not have any additional information. At this time, what I've shared with you is all I know. So while you are continuing through the forest um, and sort of entering into this wooded area, I would like everyone to make me perception checks. Ooh. Oh, gosh. okay. I was, Dude, I was afraid eyes. I was going to have to be like, oh, no, I hope my merchandise doesn't get stolen. <laughs> Dirty 20 for Casanova. A 2 for me. 16 for me. And a 16 for Josie. I can type. Oh, are you, we're doing it on the roll 20. 20 so. oh. uh, one second. Okie dokie. There it is. I'm paying attention to the road. 19. Wait, are we rolling for what? Perception. <laughs> Perception. Okay. We're gonna be sorry. I had to run. Gotcha. Who are you laughing about? I mean, with a dirty twenty and a nineteen, I would hope we wouldn't be ambushed. Per- for you said perception, right? Oh, geez, Paul. I want to know what Paul's really looking at. Um, I'm looking at my, my, uh, my teeth. The yeah, the burns. Alright then, so he looks like a 19 and a 20 are our highest rolls. Um, so as you're sort of traveling down the road, um, Nordmir, you're just sort of traveling along, looking around a bit, but not noticing much. Um, Varric and uh, Casanova... You're sort of keeping keen eyes, and you do pick up on something strange up ahead in the middle of the road, and you're not quite sure what it is until you come around a bend here, and you are face-to-face with a fallen log. Um, This is a massive tree that seems to have fallen in the middle of the road. It's completely blocking your path. Does it look natural? Yeah, I was going to ask it. Um, I'll go ahead and roll over those perception checks. It... Yes and no. The tree is clearly dead, um, so it's probably been there a little while. You're not sure how it fell over, but based on its size, um, it also doesn't look like it would have fallen here on its own. It may have needed some assistance to get to this position. Okay. Castanova uh, will just telepathically say, tell everybody, um, just in case people are not paying attention, um, this tree could be something and she'll just point over to where it looks like you know it's been helped to fall um varic looks at it and 
uh, he uses primeval awareness just to see if there are any aberrations, celestials, dragons, elemental, fey, fiends, or undead present. I was okay. going to say, Beric should look at so, any like some things are going to happen. Uh, first off, uh, as Casanova is pointing out this tree and Varric is sort of sensing to see what he finds around him, you all hear what sounds like an explosion. Just this miniaturized boom Carl, what did you off do? to uh, what would be about the north, north probably farted. east-ish. Um, so like here-ish? Well, let me go ahead and take you to the map. Ooh. Ooh. New um, map, new map. Now, uh, I'll take you there in a second. In the meantime, Varric, you actually, um, you do pick up on something. Ooh. And it surprises you. Because what you pick up on is a fiend in the area. And it's very close. In fact, as you start to sort of focus in on where it is, you would swear it was in the exact same place as you. Ooh. I quickly relay this to, to everyone. Is Josie what, what, what little bit of that? Cut out a little bit. Is so I quickly relay this to everyone that there is a fiend incredibly close nearby. Image. Do you have an image of it? Uh, I would like to ready a javelin and throw it at the first thing that comes out of the brush, like aggressively. Okay. Aggressively. Okay. So, Carl tells you that in the I'm sorry, uh, Beric tells you that in the meantime, you hear this explosion, and Beric does. Does a 17 hit your AC? Oh. Yes, it does. We're all back up to regular health and everything. Yes, yeah, you've had a long rest, you're all at full health. Got it. If it's under, they miss. Now Dylan is adding up damage. All right, so um, Varric takes thirty-three points of damage. Oh! What the hell? Holy crap! What the? And you feel this burning sensation in your side, like you would swear you just got punctured with an arrow or mm -hmm. a crossbow mm -hmm. bolt. But as you look down, there is no bolts. There's no arrow. There's just this sort of small puncture in your side. Oh no. Oh no. And at I think the I same know what time you all see two creatures crawl up onto the log. I have not moved okay. you to the map. Let me do that now. Right. You're now on the map. Here we are. And as they crawl up, there are two goblins, clearly. You see, uh, let me pull up. You're technically like over here, if okay. you're on the caravan. So, so, um, who just got hit? So, you, you see on either oh side, this, <laughs> uh, you see on either side of this fallen log, two scarred and rough looking goblins. So this is what we One see. is wearing dented but gleaming plate mail. 
The other appears to be in soiled monk's raiment. Do they look familiar? Oh my Not god, either. they look familiar to me. <gasps> they should be familiar oh, to all the players. We be goblins! You see, uh, the monk speaks up, and as he speaks, uh, he says, uh, You must people, stop where you are. Surrender your foods or die. Or die painfully. How about no? I'll step forward. Oh, okay. I'd like to step forward just in front of the caravan and then say, if it's food that you're after, I have rations. If I part with them, would you be willing to let us pass? <laughs> Assume that the people cannot trick a glipoglop. We are the sole survivors of our tribe. We have a sworn of vengeance on the humans of people. You will not pass the here with anything. Glipclop has proven his strength to become the new chief. Our tribe was a massacred, but you peoples will not get away with it. It's me, Mario. <laughs> uh, um, as you can see, uh, I'm not a human. Um, so you have no quarrel with me then, uh, nor many of the members of my party here. And I gesture around. But if it's food you're after, you can have some. I'm more than willing to share with you. All oh, humans people are all the same. You met changing your shapes, but so did he. We saw him that night in the swamp. Glippogor said we should have killed that horrible humans person, but a cucumber said it was a bad idea. <laughs> she died, chose her not to listen to a wise Glippogor. Aaron played a character. Cucumber. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> as, he's, as he's speaking, you see he sort of just sort of rolls his shoulders and you see something sort of impose itself on him. Um, where where was once just this small goblin, you see his arms sort of, something sort of projects itself out of his arms and they are elongated and bulging. And then from his face, sort of almost like a helmet, another face pulses out of it and is overlaid. And he looks like a goblin. Dude, but if this is a goblin, over by Voldemort. But if this is a goblin, it is the biggest goblin you've ever seen. I mean, this thing is just like the arms are jacked and this face is just elongated. What you see is basically this. Ooh. Imposing oh. itself over him. Interesting. Dude, it's like oh, Diablo. That's my gloomy head. Can um can Casanova roll in knowledge? Um, no. What are you trying to figure out? What is going on with him? Just in like uh, roll religion. Um, uh, while she's rolling religion, I'm gonna need everyone to roll for initiative. I'm gonna roll that. Again. Right. Oh my god. Can I um? Can I just say like while that talking was going on, I would have rushed over to Varric. Mm-hmm. And cast uh, Cure Wounds. Is a negative I bought a round. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would I would say easily you've got a round for Aaron to heal Varric. Um, okay, so I can do that prior to or? Jump. Yes, prior to initiative. I rolled a 17 okay. for my knowledge. Oh, actually, hold on. Um, so That's you see too. this visage. Um, you sort of look over to what appears to be this sort of uh, armored goblin as well 
who appears to be wearing some kind of holy symbol draped around his neck as well. Between the holy symbol that the other goblin is wearing and this visage you're seeing, you believe that this is the uh, goblin god Magluviet. This is sort of the image of him that it seems to be being portrayed. How did Rob know his name? Uh, because Rob is a the nerd. paladin at the other end of the tr- of the trunk is Shaxflix, Robert's character, who worshipped Magluviet. Um, all right. Um, all right, everybody. Do you have the initiative thing? Let me we pull can up the initiative. Oh, I'm going to be, I feel so bad. It's like. Thank you. This is happening sooner than I thought it would. It's not letting me change mine. Oh, I know. I don't. I clicked on mine twice. And oh, there it goes. Somebody's got 18 feet. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. So it's going to be. You definitely got a 16. Oh, I see. So I see who's still alive. But... You only have a plus two to your initiative, David? Yeah, I only have a plus two. Rob, what was your goblin's voice? I don't remember. Blicks talk like this. Oh, that's right. Thank you. They talk like this, and he prays the Glubliet. Oh, oh, praise the Glubliet. <laughs> yeah. I am just I know I know we see the picture of the goblin, but I'm just picturing the super nerdy goblin. He's nerdy, but he's also he's fierce. Uh, Erdin, what did you get? Fifteen? No. Uh, I got a nine. So so does this mean all of the other goblins die? Uh based on what he has said, yes. I am disappointed that Sarshai died. Disappointed. I will avenge her. Means that uh, David's character's wife, goblin wife, died. Yeah, David probably killed his goblin wife. Let's be honest. <laughs> probably day one. That or he I made a goblin. That is Varric. How could you kill Goopy Warface, David? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That is. You bothered me. Maybe who rolled a twenty-two? <laughs> uh, you don't know. Oh, so he's—they're not on the map yet. You do not see them on the map. Okay. We technically, as people, know, but our characters do. Yes. All right. So That's as amazing. combat begins, we come to Glipglorp. Glipglorp. Uh, so Glipglorp sort of spent his free round, as it were. Enacting his. Did we all get a free round? Uh, well, sort of. There was that conversation that happened. Glipglorp enacted this sort of visage that you see, um, his arms and the visage of the astral self. Would I have time to cast mage armor on myself while that's going on, or probably not? I would say yes. You were pretty aware, based on the way the conversation was going, that this was probably going to lead to a fight. I've also allowed Aaron to cast a healing spell, so there's that. 
Okay. And I cast major armor. So. Is there anything um, I can do? Um, you can look over your stuff. I, I would allow something if you do. What do you want to ask about it? Um, so, to start off, you could uh, have cured his wounds as well. Glyphorp is going to go ahead and move forward. So, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. He's going to move to here. And you're going to see him gonna see where he went. take his. Um, Actually, you know what? He wouldn't have reason to do that. So he's going to actually come up to here first. And you'll see him sort of... He seems too far to hit you, Erdin. But he reaches his fist out, and it's as if those massive arms that hover above his own reach further than he can. And he tries to wail on you with these massive fists. Ooh. From ten feet away. So, that's going to be... Ooh, boy, oh boy, oh boy. Does a 28 hit your AC? Uh, I'll do it. Okay. It's going to be uh, a natural 20 to do that. So. Oh, no. Natural 20s are critical. So he gets, like, extra damage. So you're going to first take... And he's not raging. Uh, well, I'm sorry. That's against Airden, Airden. not Call. Yeah, it's not Call. Oh, my bad. Um, I was going to have him rush up against Call, but Aridin's been doing the talking primarily, so he's no reason to go against Call yet. Um, so that's going to be only uh, six points of necrotic damage. Okay. Damn. Is but he still alive? With a critical hit. From an additional set points? of damage dice. Uh, six points hey, of don't. necrotic damage. Six points of necrotic, okay. Can you not kill Robert right away? Um, hey, Mom, come play while I kill my brother. <laughs> uh, so, just so everyone's aware, I did add the critical fumble, critical hit, and the spell critical hit and fumble as as uh, rollable tables, so you can hit those buttons at the nice. top there. Um, they're, they're token actions, so as you're clicked on your character, you should be able to see them at the top of the screen there. Oh, I see them. So you'll be able to roll them. Ooh, that's fancy. So that being said, his critical... I will roll an additional set of damage dice above and beyond my normal critical roll, and the target will suffer a permanent injury chosen by the DM. Permanent injury can be healed with an extended rest of a length determined by the DM, um, but the attack will leave a scar. I have a question. Yes. Meanwhile, Josie's sitting back there taking it all in, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she has. You go to me. She has the shield of faith. Mm-hmm. What is that? It's a spell. Um, you can cast that spell, and I believe it gives a plus two to AC to whoever you cast it on, which makes them harder to hit. Could I have done that to Rob? Um, you could. It wouldn't help with this, because a natural 20 always hits. So even if it had boosted his AC to 29, which it wouldn't, um, it would still fit. Oh, okay. So I'm not going to waste it on you. Sorry, Rip. <laughs> um, so you're going to take an additional four necrotic damage. Ooh. And these, this first punch is actually more of like a raking claw that um, slices into your arm. Um, and it slices much deeper than you thought, and you feel this sort of pulse of, rather than <coughs> sort of slashing or bludgeoning, this necrotic energy bleed into your arm. Um, 
and you sort of feel a little bit weakened. I'm going to say with this sort of scar on your arm, this scratch, um, you're going to be at disadvantage on attack rolls made with as an unarmed strike um, until you are able to rest. And I'll say it's probably going to take about two to three days to rest properly. Does it have to be a rest? Can I cure him? In this particular case, yes. Um, it, depending on what kind because of healing of you do, yeah, depending on what kind of healing you do, I may adjust it. But it, but because this is this critical hit and this extra critical damage that's doing it, mm -hmm. um, it is going to take an extent, some kind of extended rest to fully heal. So yeah, Robert, you're going to be at disadvantage, but only on your unarmed strikes. Um, and it'll take about three day, two to three days for that to heal up properly. So I can't use my cure wounds to help him? I mean, that will heal the damage. On, but you have to wait until your turn. Um, so that being said, he comes at you with a second punch, which is going to be a 21 to hit. How long is each round? Six seconds. Okay. So each person. Uh, yes, that, that hits. Seconds. Okay. So then that will be... I'm actually going to roll uh, real quick also. I'm going to roll 2d20, though. Um, yeah, your 4 for Yeah. Go for it. Hmm. Cool. I got it. Uh, so that's going to be uh, 8 more... I'm sorry, uh, 10 more necrotic damage from the second hit. How much, how much damage did you do on the crit? <laughs> the crit, I rolled a 1 on my die, so you only took 6. Okay. Plus an additional okay. 4. You didn't... You... You did more on your melee or on your normal attack than you did on the crit, and I was just confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it happens sometimes. Rob, that's when you just. That's okay. I was just making die. sure that I. You're welcome. Yeah, I was just making sure that I was I was. Yeah, no, you documented you it correctly. correctly. Yeah, you heard okay. correctly. That's bizarre. Um, yeah, we so, don't want you dying just yet either. So he slams into you twice with these with these arms from ten feet away. Uh, and then that will be the end of his turn. That brings us to Varric. Do I know what direction the explosion came from? Uh, based on the wound in your side, you would say off to off to your left, so the sort of north uh, northeast, like somewhere over. You'd say somewhere in this general region here, over here in this direction. If you'd like to try and uh, ascertain specific, like try and find where the shot came from, you can definitely make a perception check. Yeah, I might do that. We're in a forest, so I get plus advantage for that, correct? Uh, you add double your proficiency. So if you're proficient, you add proficiency again. I think we said since before, since I add Oh, that's right. You have Zero nothing to perception, good. right? So yeah, you just get your proficiency bonus to it. It's a plus three. Okay. So, uh, Sorry, I'm doing this one-handed. Gimli's asleep in his other arm. Aww. Uh, all right, Gimli's with so a six... That was ridiculous. Seven. Yeah, with a six, unfortunately, you're not able to pinpoint where it came from. You know that it came from over here, um, so you just have a rough idea of where it is, but you can't quite. Is it like over here? Came from. Yeah, I, you would you would know that it came from the sort of this region over here. 
to the northeast. I can't see where you're pointing. Yeah, baby. Hold on. Oh, over here. Yes. Yes. Okay. Sorry, I had to zoom way out. All right. Um, I'm going to, my, uh, yeah. Zoom back in. Oh, this sucks doing one handed. All right. So oh, knowing that it came from that direction, I'm going to shift, <laughs> roll, and shift down <laughs> off the, the top of this and kind of hide out right here on, on the side of the caravan so I'm in cover. Okay. And then seeing that Erdan uh, just got hit, I'm going to... Now, did I use an action doing the perception check? Uh, no, no. You can still attack. Okay. Then I am going to notch two fire arrows and shoot them right into his head. All right. Guys, I feel like a god is going to be really hard to kill. Cooked for a demon. How hard is it? The gold. Is he a god, though? Uh, if we kill the vessel. Okay. I'll do the first attack oh, first. Do them one at a time. Look at Albrecht. All right. Does a... I see your mouse throwing. A one. Wait, no, hold on. I did it wrong. Yeah, you just rolled a one. Does yeah, a hold one. On. <laughs> oh, he just rolled. He just rolled the number one. Uh, it didn't do that. And he put a space okay. in there. There it goes. There you go. Oh, nice. Twenty-six hits. All right, so that is one d eight plus one d six. Uh. Roll one d eight plus one d six. Eh. Four. All right. Very good. All right, and then the second arrow. Roll one d twenty plus eight. Does a twenty-three hit? 23 hits. Okay, and since he's damaged this time, it is one. Ah! One D8 plus one D8 plus one D6. What the hell? Seven. <laughs> oh. Oh. Good job, though. Alright, doing good. something. So you have uh, plucked, plunged two arrows into his body. So question, did he fire at the ethereal head or the physical head? Or does it look the same to us? Um, it's sort of superimposed. <laughs> so the, the, the ethereal head is sort of like being pr almost projected out of the main head. Um, oh, okay. So it's almost as if he's wearing it like a helmet. Okay. Jeez. All right, anything else you'd like to do? I think that's about all I can do. All right. So at the end of your turn, he is going to go ahead and use a legendary action. Oh, no! What? Shoot. 
Oh no! Hold on, who's using an extra action? He's using no, a legendary. He's using a legendary. Oh, sweet baby Allah. Who's using? He's going to go ahead and, and use his legendary action to move um, 15 feet here and make an unarmed strike against. Actually, sorry, 20 feet here and make an unarmed strike against Cole. All right. That was uncalled for. Uh, you know what? I don't want to do that. No. It's the only reason to go after Call. Call hasn't done anything. Um, so he's actually just going to go ahead and swing around Airden here. Dylan's and make the one attack against Airden. For... Uh, okay, I'm going to give him a two on his first attack. Okay, he rolls a two. Does a ten hit you? Actually, I'm sorry, does a 9 hit you? No. Okay. So he misses with this attack. Okay. Alright, that brings us to Josie. Josie, what you gonna do? What do you want to do, Josie? So you have, uh, you're sort of at the back of this caravan. Uh, you appear to have come across the goblins you were sent to take care of. Uh, you have seen two goblins uh, up at the front uh, at the log. You see one who has used what seems to be an unnatural speed to dash up on uh, the elf that you have come to know uh, mm. and pummel them. It's the shield of faith. It's a spell. Can you a click shimmering on field appears and surrounds a creature of your choice within range, granting it a plus two bonus. Oh, okay. That's the one that we... Oh, that's right. And what's the same shimmer? Oh, shoot. Dylan. Yes. I miscalculated that. He should have four more damage because that each time it was a one d eight plus two. Ah, okay. He should have four more damage. All right, I've gone ahead and added it. Who all is injured, by the way? Me. I know you are. You're still injured. Eric I'm still about half health. Elden. Actually, I'm less than half health. Aridan. How's Aridan doing? Not that great. He's he's. Doing, he's doing okay. <laughs> he's. I'll say. I'll say. He, he looks uh, like he was a little surprised by the attack. Uh, so he's like he looks like more surprised than anything, and also, I mean, definitely a little bloody from the impact. And he's. You can see there's like a pretty like horrific looking gash across one of his arms. Uh, but if you were to look at his face, it's oddly calm, like. Strangely, strangely, like almost, almost no sign of emotion or reaction from his face whatsoever. So you have two things you can do. You can move okay. your person 30 feet. But you do see like a wound inflicted on him. Okay. I'm trying to decide right now who is in more need of help. They can heal Javelin and chuck it. I could, but it's not by a, like a whole lot. Yeah. So almost rather like give somebody a quick burst well you can and then you could do the other one a little bit your bonus action oh okay all right your healing word is a uh, bonus i keep forgetting that it's a small heal but it's it's, it's a heal. something oh see i just didn't know what it was the one i got was empty. i thought is i want to pull out my spiritual vomiting dove again i know exactly what i'm gonna do <laughs> 
<laughs> I get a feeling I know what you're gonna do as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, well I'm not surprised you. I thought I was supposed to fill it out. So I'm gonna flank him. Okay. Now what do I do? Uh, so now you want to hit him you with? You can hit him with uh, your longsword if you'd like. That's gonna be probably your best option. Okay. So you roll a d20 to hit, and then you. You add your hit slash DC, which is plus five. It didn't get anything on it. Just realized. <laughs> well, you need the, the yeah, yeah, because keep hitting it. Okay, Sorry. so I'm gonna roll my D20. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Twice, right? Yes, because you have advantage. It's a good thing. I got a nine. Plus your five, so fourteen. Does a fourteen hit? Fourteen, fourteen does not hit. So you go to swing at him. Um, but he's just sort of like ducking and, and weaving away as you're swinging your longsword. Now, because you are a paladin at fifth level, you have extra attack. Which means whenever you take the attack action, which you just did, mm-hmm. you can do it again. Does she get to roll twice again, or just still gets advantage? She's still flanking. Awesome. Oh, sweet. Okay, check. Can roll you again, roll again in case. in case you get a better roll? Nope. So nineteen hit. 19 does hit. So now you're going to roll 1d8 plus 2. Now, while you're doing that... What, what's what's a plus 2? Uh, you just add, just add two. that to whatever oh, okay. you get. So while you're doing that, as a paladin, you also have what is known as Divine Smite, which means you are a spellcaster using shield and sanctuary or spells you have. You can choose to expend I have a feeling I know what the explosion was. I think it was Asgrick shooting me. Um, go to spells. I did. Okay, scroll down. Oh, so you see here? Mm-hmm. These are your spell slots. <laughs> you can choose to expend one to give yourself an extra D8 worth of damage uh, on, the, on the attack. <laughs> um, it's so depressing killing these characters. It's really strong that I gave him. It could do a lot of damage. And We're killing very our far stuff, distance. Corey. So do you want to spend it so you get eight yeah. or a potential eight? <laughs> I made him go boom! My, my things, I can't cure so somebody. You, you've got a number of ways of healing, including your lay on hand. So spending this, a paladin spell slots are usually used for their smites. Because it's a lot of damage. Okay. Okay. Where's my phone? Okay, so you roll one more eight. Right now you've got nine plus five, fourteen. Wow! I'm strong. So then you just say fourteen damage, and he'll add it to his character. And that was your first turn. Good job. Find out what happens next week on the Defiant Adventures of Defiant. Music for today's session is by Alexander Nakarada at www.serpentsoundstudios.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0. For more fun and games, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash gamenightknd. Or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at gamenightknd. Want more adventures without the ads? Follow us at patreon.com slash gamenightkimandill.